0: have been talking about no such thing as a bad marriage. Some of you that are here, that are visiting, uh, you may think, what? And uh, but I ask that you would get the CDs or go online, and uh, myvc.org, and uh, you can listen to every one of the messages. And what we have really come to a place is that we have to invite the Holy Spirit into our marriages, and our relationships. We have to get to a place where we understand that God created marriage, and God does not create junk. God is the one that set uh, this tradition, set this, this aspect of relationship together. Matter of fact, we read last week that it is holy to the Lord, that it is holy to the Lord. So today we want to express to you uh, in the Thanksgiving Christmas season of family and relationships that even though, uh, you know, this past Thursday we've had such amazing times with family and friends, but some of you are limping into church today because there have been some devastation of relationships that there have been the breaking of relationships, and it hurts. And so when the pastor gets up on the platform and so easily proclaims blessings of relationships, it hurts because it's something that you're not experiencing now. And so I would encourage you to understand that God is a miraculous God. He is a God that will do miraculous things. He can take a child who has literally left his family and you haven't talked to them for months or years and that person can be somewhere, maybe walking into a bar and the Holy Spirit, because of your prayer, because of your heart, can meet that person right there where they're at and transform them and change that person. So I want to say to you, in everything there is hope. So let's gather together, let's be in unity, and let's understand that God has blessed us with relationships, and especially our marriages. And we're going to talk about seven specific benefits freely available from the Holy Spirit. When God made Adam, when God made Eve, and when he made marriage, he made all to be filled with the Holy Spirit. He made all to be spirit-filled. God never intended for marriage to be humanistic. You say, Pastor, what is that? Humanistic is one who, who concentrates on human activities and possibilities, usually downplaying or denying the importance of God and a life after death. Jesus Christ is Lord of your marriage. I'm gonna say that again. Jesus Christ is Lord of your marriage. Amen. Galatians 5, and on speaks of the Holy Spirit. And it says this, love comes from the outside of us that we don't have the capacity to love apart from God. It's a relationship with Jesus Christ. It's what Jesus brings to you through the Holy Spirit. So when God breathed life into Adam in creation, that was not oxygen, remember? That was the Holy Spirit, the gift of the Holy Spirit. When Adam sinned, the Bible tells us that they died spiritually but they still breathed oxygen. They just didn't die and fall over. They were still alive, but the Holy Spirit left them. And we have to gather this, we see this in chapter three of Genesis, but in Genesis six, this is the result. Now I wanna say to you, this is a result, and what you see, because of the work of Jesus Christ, this is not the heart of God, But this is a result of mankind in relationships when the Holy Spirit is resisted or denied. When Ephesians chapter five is resisted. The Bible says we are to resist the enemy. We are to resist the devil. But the Bible never says to resist the correction of God. When God comes in and says, hey wait a minute, you're not doing this right and we need to change this. see. The the today's day of Christianity is that everything needs to be comfortable. I want to go to a place that has the best seats. I want to go to the place that has the best lighting. I want to go to the place that has the best sound. I want to go there because I want to be comfortable. And I want to tell you, God resists the proud. And we have to get to a place in our life that we do not resist the things of God when he brings correction. Amen? This is the result in the Genesis 6. Then the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every intent of the thoughts of his heart, notices his heart, was only evil continually. And the Lord was sorry that he had made man on the earth and he was grieved in his heart. The entire world was corrupt except Noah. But notice this, the patience of God God waited till there was one family left. Everybody resisting him and rejecting him. See, without the Holy Spirit, that was removed, that was inside Adam and Eve, that Holy Spirit was removed. Without the Holy Spirit, we simply cannot function properly. We simply cannot love. We simply cannot move in the love and the intimacy that God has created for marriage and created for right relationships. So your marriage must not be dependent upon your human abilities. Because if you base your relationships, you base how you feel of one another on your own abilities, you can fail. So there are seven specific benefits freely available from the Holy Spirit, and I'm still not ready to get there yet. See, John chapter 16, verse seven, Jesus is speaking. He says, nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it is to your advantage that I go away. Isn't this amazing? Jesus Christ, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, says, it's better for you if I go away. Continue verse seven. For if I do not go away, the helper, Holy Spirit, will not come to you, but if I depart, I will send him to you. Now, I want you to understand the word helper is is the Greek word paraclete and it means someone who comes next to you to help you. Look at John 14, verse 16 and 17. And I will pray the Father and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. I will never leave you nor forsake you. The Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, church, you know him, Church, you have him. If you're born again, you have the Holy Spirit. You have the ability. You have everything you need for this perfect marriage. Everything. Because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. God has not left us alone. He is in you. He is in your home. Even though your home seems like it's full of Hades. He's in your marriage. If you haven't received the Holy Spirit, what I'm talking about, being baptized in the Holy Spirit, today you can ask him about it. Today you can go to him and say, I have not received. You have the Holy Spirit in you because you confess Jesus Christ as Lord. But the power of the Holy Spirit to move in your home That's what you need. Inviting the Holy Spirit in your life is the only way your marriage will work and it's the way you succeed 100% of the time. So here is the simple prayer the Holy Spirit responds to. I need you. God did not create us to be independent he created us to be dependent upon Him. I had someone uh, come to me, um, and they they know me, and they've been listening to my messages on the computer, and they don't attend church. And I'm in I'm in this aisle, and I'm I'm getting some medicine for our grandchildren. Yeah, medicine's okay, folks. We, we, we preach, we believe God for miraculous healing. We hands on the sick, we anoint with oil, but we also, medicine is good. Laughter doeth good like medicine, the Bible says. So medicine does good. But we depend on God, don't we? Amen? So, so I'm, in, I'm in that aisle, and they walk up and they said, Pastor. I said, Hi, Linda, how are you? Pastor, Pastor. I said, Pastor, about 10 times. I said, Okay, I know, I'm Pastor. I didn't say that, but I thought that. But says, I I just, this Holy Spirit thing, that's weird. I said, yeah, to you it is. To me, he's God. He said, but, she said, but uh, that's uh, kind of weird. And, and I just don't see how that works in my marriage because you know what? I got my husband listening to the messages too and we're really trying to get in this agreement thing that you're talking about. And I said, well, praise the Lord. You know, God will show you that. And you know how he shows you that? Through the Holy Spirit and his word. And she goes, yeah, but it's weird. And then I just stopped and I said, Linda, just look at me. And so she stopped and I said, how's that working out for you? How's that working out for you, thinking it's weird? Well, we've had some problems. I said, okay, how about trying it this way? Are you bringing your Bible out when you're, yeah, we see what the Bible says. I said, have you ever been taught that? No, I've never been taught that in my church. Well, she hasn't been to church in years. But the reality is, is the thing that I want you to understand is when I said to her, how's that working out for you? She finally realized she hasn't been doing it the right way. Good person. And I told her, I said, I said, you're an amazing person. Look at you and how you run this place and you manage this place and, and you do all this and you're, you're caring for your, your employees and all the different things that you're doing. I said, you know, God has used you mightily to touch lives. I said, but God is concerned about your life too. He's concerned about your marriage. And let me say to you, God's concerned about you. To all you young people in here, it's awesome to see you. God's concerned about you and your future marriage. He's concerned about your happiness. He's concerned about your health. He's concerned about every area of your life. And what he said, the King of kings and the Lord of lords said, It is expedient. It's important that I go away for when I do. I will send you the comforter whereby I was with them and then I would retreat. I was with them and I retreat. But the Holy Spirit will be with you 24-7. God himself. So God breathed, this is long, so God breathed into Adam because I want this on your notes. God breathed into Adam the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit was there in the original couple. That's the plan, there's no such thing as a bad marriage. The original couple had the Holy Spirit to empower them to fulfill God's mission for them and give them all the capacity to love each other. But they rebuild, and they resisted him. But they rebelled and they resisted him. Just like sometimes we want to resist Ephesians chapter 5. I hope you're reading that chapter. The Holy Spirit left. And you know what happened when the Holy Spirit left? It was a disaster. (laughs) They had first two kids, one of them murdered the other. So here's the good news, though. Jesus paid for their sins. And all Jesus did paved the way for us to have a relationship with God. Because of Jesus, we can invite the Holy Spirit back into our lives. We can invite him back into our marriages. So let's begin the seven things that are available from the Holy Spirit. The first benefit is unity. I want you to hear this. The first benefit is unity unity is only possible with the Holy Spirit. Ephesians four, verse one through three, preparing everybody for Ephesians five, I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you to walk worthy of the calling with which you were called, with all lowliness and gentleness, with longsuffering, bearing with one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit, notice that word spirit, is a capital S. When it's a capital S, it is talking about the Holy Spirit. When it is a small s, is talking about a person's spirit. So let's read that again. Endeavoring to keep the unity of the Holy Spirit in the bond of peace in your lives. Human unity is a unity of the head. Hey, you wanna go to the beach? Yeah, I love the beach. Me too, yeah, great. Unity. It's head unity. Holy Spirit unity is the unity of the heart. Now follow me. Inviting the Holy Spirit in your marriage bonds you spirit to spirit. Now now listen very closely. Why I'm I'm being very emphatic about this? Because spirit unity means you can disagree but still be in unity. I don't like that. Well, I like it, but we're in unity. Amen. I like my steak medium. You like it medium well. You ruin your steak, right? But we're still in unity. Why? Because it's spirit to spirit. We love each other. We're walking in the love of God towards one another. And we're in unity. Just be, you know, people think that this 100% thing is about that you always think the same. And all the, No. You know the old saying, I, I don't actually agree with this fully, but they say opposites attract. Let me just tell you, get a person next to you and your opposite because we're all different. But if we walk in the love of God and walk in the unity of of the Holy Spirit, we can be different and be one. Hmm. Are, Are you following this? So watch this. Without the Holy Spirit, it becomes head agreement, which is hard to reach because you are living with someone who is different than you. I don't care how hard you work, you think differently. I don't care how hard you, now, you know, after about 40, 50 years, you ever watch some couples, they start looking the same? They start talking the same, right? That that spirit of unity begins to overwhelm their head knowledge and they begin to be the same. I always say, you know, my wife's trained me really well and so we're pretty close. Uh, just messing with you. If you're having <laughs> problems in your marriage, your prayer should be Holy Spirit, make us one. Because you can't get head to head together and agree fully, 100% of the time. But when you are agreeing with your spirit, 100% of the time you could be in unity. Amen? Because you're different than your spouse. You might look like each other. Have you ever seen those, those uh, funny things on TV where they would watch people walk their dogs and the dog and the person looks the same? <laughs> <clears throat> Marriage is not a piece of paper sanctioned by the state of California. Marriage is an act of the Holy Spirit that bonds us spirit to spirit. We have to follow the laws of the land, all the different things. The Bible tells us in Romans to do that. Romans 14 and Romans 13 uh, touches on that. But the reality is, it is a sacred act of God. Don't mess with it. It is holy to him. The second benefit the Holy Spirit does for any time we need it is personal nurturing and comfort, now I'm really going to mess with your thinking. I'm really going to say some things, but hang on with me. Those that tweet, stop tweeting till after I finish what I'm going to say. John 14, verse 15 through 18 says, if you love me, keep my commandments. And I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. The Spirit, capital S, the Holy Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. So the Holy Spirit helps and comforts you. Genesis chapter one, verse 27, follow me now, says this. So God created man in his own image in the image of God, he created him, male and female, he created them. So here's a question I want to give you regarding the second function of the Holy Spirit, personal nurturing and comfort. I want you to listen to these questions. Why did God just say that, That what we just read? Are women, next question, Are women made in the image of God? Okay, here it is, normal, when I ask this question, most women will go, "Mm -hmm, mm-hmm, 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 and men will go, hmm. (laughs) Let me ask you again. Are women made in the image of God? The answer is yes, that you are made in the image of God. So let's think this through. Church, there is a maternal side to God. Same reaction. Women will go, "Mm -hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And guys will go, hmm. So when the Bible speaks of the Holy Spirit, he functions in many instances maternally. The Holy Spirit and women in the Bible are given the same name, helper. The Hebrew word there is Azer. Genesis says when God saw Adam by himself, he would make a helper comparable to him, Azer. The word Azer means two things. Power to accomplish a task or to supply what is lacking? To supply what is lacking. God said this when I saw Adam by himself, my thought was he needs an Azer, not a razor, an Azer. God said, I'm going to give him a woman to give him power. I'm gonna give him a woman. Listen, women are powerful. Remember the beginning of the series, we're equal. There's never been an argument in the Bible that says that we're not men and, male and female. So again, a lot of women are shaking their heads. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But women, you know, with women, men are going, hmm. So when you choose to get married... Men, your call is a God appointment bigger than you. You need a wife. Now we're talking about the Holy Spirit. We're talking about marriage. God said it is not good to be alone, so he gave you a helper. Now Jesus says it is very important I go away, for when I do, I will give you a helper. In your marriage, you have someone who is a helper. Powerful, and has ability to help you and to come alongside with you in unity to make great things take place. Now, Jesus came in the New Testament and said this. Now, this is not the King James Version, but this is King Gary's version, all right? Did I say king? I did, didn't I? I never intended you to do this or live without the Holy Spirit. You sinned, but I love you so much, I died for you, and I will send back a helper. He said, "We were in never we were intended to live with the Holy Spirit. We were never intended to be a opposite of that. From the beginning, but you are separated. He will live with you forever and he will give you the power to accomplish what he called you to do. That's what the Holy, that's what Jesus said. He is to supply everything you are lacking in your life. So here it is. Stick with me. No tweeting yet. As a husband, I have two helpers. And how many of you realize many times they are alike? I am 60 years old, and I'm a 60-year-old man, and I need a mother. There is nothing like the touch of a mom. There is nothing like the love of a a mom. My mother is still alive, and when I call her, there's nothing like talking to my mom. The joy and the peace that I have. I need a perfect mother. We have a perfect father, and I need a perfect mother in heaven. Now, I'm not messing with your theology, so I am not saying the Holy Spirit is a woman, as some would say. The Bible calls him the Holy Spirit in John 14, 17, calls him a he or him. So again, don't tweet, Gary Klaus says the Holy Spirit is a woman. I did not say that, the Bible does not say that. But here's what I'm saying. (laughs) The Holy Spirit is the most loving person in the universe and we need this love expression he can give. You need the Holy Spirit. You ever seen people Their smile is like this. They need the Holy Spirit. Because if you understand the love of the Holy Spirit, you understand the love of God, you won't look like that. But some of us hurt. Some of us have desperate needs. Some of us are lonely. We have issues. But sometimes you just need to have someone to put their arms around you and to be a sweet and loving and nurturing person, just like a mother. Isn't it interesting, though, the word speaks of him being gentle, but he is so powerful. Just like a woman, you need a mother. And the Holy Spirit is described and expresses the maternal love of God. Men and women were created in the image of God, paternal and maternal. So when I am hurting, I go to the Holy Spirit first, not my wife. And it's where I take my fears and my needs. The Holy Spirit is head over heels in love with you. It's it's like the love of a mother, but everyone listen. I know you're writing. It's like the love of a mother, but it's greater than that. You want to see healing in your home? You want to see the expression of love just explode in your home? It doesn't come from head, yeah, we need to learn and grow as we have, but it comes from your spirit. It comes from the inside out, which started coming from the outside in, the Holy Spirit coming in you. And if you will understand that and recognize that, then you will begin to live your life with this comfort that we need in our lives. Jesus said again, I will not leave you alone I will send you the comforter. The very answer, the very answer to your questions of life comes through the Holy Spirit. So in conclusion of this point, you now always have someone there to love you. If you don't get that from the Holy Spirit, watch this, you will naturally transfer that to your spouse and you will get frustrated because you're spouse cannot accomplish that without the Holy Spirit I'm not saying your spouse can't love you but they are not the Holy Spirit and we have to understand that it becomes head, trying to get head agreement and you all are different than one another doesn't matter how long you live with each other you start looking like each other dressing like each other, eating the same foods, you name it Everything together, that's not talking about the unity of the spirit. That's head unity because you've been together for a long time. But when you are bound together in your spirit, spirit to spirit, you become one. And when you become that one, even though you're different in your head knowledge, even though you're different in the way you think, there's a bond of unity that in that unity, the presence of God is there and it will break generational curses. It will break disunity from other family members. It will destroy the very work of the enemy if you allow the Holy Spirit to be invited into your home and into your life in everything. So he is a he, the Holy Spirit, who expresses the maternal love of God. The third benefit is he gives spiritual grace. He gives spiritual grace. Now, let me just tell you, you know, in your spiritual walk, you have a shelf that has all these seven just waiting for you to just pull it because it's yours. You don't work for it. You don't earn it. It's there because the Holy Spirit is there, because this is who he is. This is what he does for you. And when you need it, it's there. You don't have to. You know, go to church five million times, but you need to go to church as much as you can. Amen. Stop the world from bringing fear into your life of gathering together with the believers. Don't live in fear. Begin to walk in that anointing and and record your football games, record your movies, whatever it is. Do not let anything stop you from gathering together because what it is, when we come together in spirit, We worship together and we honor God and his presence is here. Hmm. Acts 1.8. You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be witnesses to me basically in all the world. This means the power to know God and the power to serve God. There is a purpose for your life. There is a purpose for your marriage. There is a purpose for your home you have an ability many of you have an ability you have some of you have financial ability in the kingdom of god some of you have this preaching ability for the kingdom of god some of you just have some of you ladies just have a mom's hug this maternal power that will change a life of a person because of the love of the holy spirit through you will transform people giving to people, doing things. And that's why in 2018, it's an outreach. We will learn how to give what God's given us freely. Amen. We will learn how to take our homes, be proud of our homes, because it's not because we think the same and everything's the same. It's because spirit to spirit, the anointing of God is in our lives. That's what works. Did you know every time you read the Bible, the author is there with you? Hmm. I don't understand the Bible. He's right there with you. (laughs) What'd you write this for? Well, this is why I wrote it. Listen, stop resisting. Hmm. The day I invited the Holy Spirit to teach me, I began to really understand the Bible. I grew up to a place where I hated the church. It was hypocritical. It was a place uh, that they they said one thing and did another. They marched around the church and yelled and screamed and hollered and did all kinds of, quote, to me now, wonderful things. But they'd go home to messed up lives. (laughs) It sounds like the church today, huh? And the reality is, is... I grew up in that and then the Holy Spirit began to show me his heart that is spiritual grace. And the fourth benefit is emotional grace. Emotional grace. 5:22 of Galatians but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, against such there is no law. Nothing can stand against this truth. And you know what this is? It's the personality of Jesus Christ. It's who Jesus is. Anytime you need this, it is there through the Holy Spirit. You go to that shelf. Right now, some of you might be beaten up emotionally because of Thursday. You want to give thanksgiving and all Hades broke loose. People in other rooms not talking to each other. (laughs) Now don't look at me that way because we've all faced that. And even though you didn't sit in the other room, you were in the other room. And the reality is because it's spirit to spirit. But God says I've come to give you emotional grace. The power to move to bring healing of your mind and your, and your hurts that you have. The bitterness that some are carrying in their life, the anger. Why are they this? Why are they doing this? As God, you just come, pull it off the shelf and say, I need emotional grace today. You don't, in your emotional self, have the ability to love like you need to your and my love is fragile unless it's based on the Holy Spirit. It is amazing to me after 40 years of knowing the Lord how carnal I can be if I don't stay close to the Holy Spirit. Hmm. The Holy Spirit is the oil, it's the engine our lives are to run on. If you get in your car without oil, you start it and begin to drive, it will overheat and break down. Without the Holy Spirit, we will overheat and lock down. Some days I have a busy, challenging day, and I ask the Holy Spirit to fill me up with emotional grace to handle my day. to be the husband i need to be i need the holy spirit's grace without wonderful my wife is i'm not that wonderful when i don't have the holy spirit the fifth ability pull it off the shelf physical grace romans 8:11 says But if the Spirit, capital S, Holy Spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his Spirit, his Holy Spirit, who dwells in you. Here's my paraphrase. If the Holy Spirit can raise Jesus from the dead, do you think your physical problems are a challenge to him? Do you really think it's a challenge to him to bring healing in your body? You begin to plead the blood of Jesus Christ. You begin to proclaim the name of Jesus. You begin to do these things. Do you think, do you think, do you think that that's too hard for him? But it's because we don't invite the Holy Spirit and we don't understand the fullness of the Holy Spirit, of who he is. And then we're going by our head knowledge. One person says this, one person says this, out of their head, well, God does heal sometimes, God doesn't heal sometimes. You know, God's not a healer, God is a healer. God does miracles, God doesn't do miracles anymore. It's all coming from the head. But if it comes from the spirit, it'll come from the word of God. It will come from the truth of the word of God. And there are sometimes people are speaking ill over your home. Parents have spoken ill over you as a child, and you still are believing what they said 40 years ago. And God says, if you will believe my word, you invite the Holy Spirit, he will break it. He will touch your life, and it will be something great that you will become. I want to tell you, 37 years of ministry what I've experienced, what I've seen. I've seen suicide. I've identified bodies. I have done all these things. And it's awful to see the devastation of hell in people's lives and people's homes. But it has not rocked my choice to believe God's word. It has not rocked my faith of knowing who God is. It is not, I've seen great highs in areas. I've seen great lows in areas. I've been in great highs and I've been in great lows. There are still times that I have to go and invite the Holy Spirit into my life because the challenges of life can be hard sometimes. But you invite the Holy Spirit in you. Hmm. There is a prayer that the Holy Spirit loves. I need you. Will you invite the Holy Spirit? When you're challenged physically, the, pr- the prayer is, Holy Spirit, I need you in my body today. May the work of the cross, may the blood of Jesus Christ, may the power of uh, the stripes that was taken upon his body move in my life. I believe it. Hmm. The sixth ability is mental grace. Mental grace. John 16, 12 through 15 says, I still have many things to say to you, Jesus talking, but you cannot bear them now. However, when he, the capital S, Holy Spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak and he will tell you things to come. He will glorify me, Jesus speaking, for he will will take of what is mine and declare it to you. All things that the Father has are mine, therefore I said that he will take of mine and declare it to you. The Holy Spirit will guide you in all truth. When confusion wants to come, the Bible says where there's confusion, there's ever evil work but the Holy Spirit will guide you into that truth. He can even teach you quantum physics. You ever read about that stuff? I just got a book on quantum physics. He suspends the universe in the mathematical principles that he created. The Holy Spirit in Genesis brooded over the deep when God created the earth. It was the Holy Spirit. Oh, hallelujah. He was there. He can guide you in truth. He can show you things you need to know for your home. Matter of fact, I can't, I, about five minutes I'll say something to you. But matter of fact, I want you to recognize this. It's that he's waiting on you to get to the place where he knows you need to be. He's waiting on you to ask. Holy Spirit, you are welcome in my home. There is a struggle in my home. What's going on? Huh. <laughs> I need you. And he will say, "Listen, don't resist." You know what I found with the Holy Spirit? <laughs> Maternal love. But he's a gentleman. And he'll literally say, before we work with that, let me work with you. Yeah. You ever, you ever had someone that constantly are in problems in their life, but it's always someone else's fault? Yeah. And the Holy Spirit will, and they're always blaming somebody else, blaming something 500 years ago or 10 million years ago, whatever. All right? And the Holy Spirit said, wait, 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 wait. You and me talk now. I want 100% success in everything you put your hands to, especially your relationships, your marriage. So let me talk to you about you. See, right away, that Ephesians 5, mm, no, it's not my fault. I don't, you know what? I've learned anymore. Even if it isn't my fault, I'm going to take responsibility to be Holy Spirit led. Amen? Last one. Well, let me say this the Holy Spirit understands every single aspect of life. Don't patronize the Holy Spirit he will lead you into all truth. Make him important. You want that love that you need? Make him important. This is the prayer that he loves. I need you. I need you in my head to discern things. Because right now my head wants to destroy everybody I'm near. Don't look at me that way. Some of you have thought that. Sometimes my head just wants to run. Sometimes my head just wants to fight. But Holy Spirit, I need you. I need you. Now, the Holy Spirit's just sharing with me, I gotta say this, because the enemy, watch this, and the enemy is your flesh. I'm not talking about demonic force here. It's your flesh because you've been hurt. And you're saying, yeah, if I do that, then I will be abused more. Let me tell you, if you say I need you and act upon what he says, the Holy Spirit will take care of your situation. He's not only love greater than you'd ever understand, but he's also powerful. Amen. How many of you have seen families where the, the father goes, son, stop, Son's just like, all of a sudden the mom goes, Son! Moms are powerful, aren't they? And the reality is you have to understand the Holy Spirit will absolutely change your situation and make your marriage 100% successful if you will listen to him. If you allow him to get into your head (laughs) I'm going to say it again. If you allow him to get into your head, because your head resists who he is. Your head doesn't like what he says. It's your spirit and your heart, the soulish part of your life, that will absolutely change you. So again, don't patronize him. Here's the last ability, the seventh ability, He gives vision and supernatural guidance. Let me read you some scripture. He gives you vision and supernatural guidance. John 16. However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. He will tell you things of the future. How many of you want to know what's going to happen next year? Yeah. Some of you say, Would he, "Does he work with the lottery too?" No, just kidding. Acts chapter two, verse seventeen and eighteen. And it shall come to pass in the last days, says God, that I will pour out my Spirit, Holy Spirit, on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. And on my men servants and on my maid servants. I will pour out my Holy Spirit in those days, and they shall prophesy. Did you know God is not in the prism called time that we're in? He's in the past, present, and future. Did you know he is standing in your future and can't wait to share it with you? You have to understand, church, in your marriage, in your home, being a parent, being a child, whatever, wherever position you're in, the Holy Spirit is in your future, smiling at you, waiting to share it with you. But because we don't have that relationship with him, because the Holy Spirit's, ooh. Amen? Amen? we don't allow him to speak to us. We don't allow him to show us. And he's waiting. Many times you'll go through the journey of life but he'll say, turn here, turn there, go straight, stay. And you know what the greatest word? In most cases in this world, in using the mother realm, in most cases, mothers are more faithful to their detriment you agree with that? Mothers are more faithful to their detriment. And I want to tell you with the Holy Spirit, the maternal side of God, the Holy Spirit is faithful to you. Forever. And He is there. Moms, how many of you woke up in the middle of the night praying for your child? Amen? Moms, how many of you have gotten up in the middle of the night and you've gone into the restroom and you've stayed there for a few minutes praying for some situation? What I ask that you would do anymore instead of just crying out, oh God, that's a good thing though, I need you, oh God. Everyone say, oh God. Because we need that, don't we? But say, oh God, Holy Spirit, I need you. Show me the next steps. And you know where he's at? He's in your future, and he's going. The biggest Cheshire cat smile. And he's going, come on, let's go. And he'll show you these things. Don't resist the Lord. Don't resist God. There is so much we leave on the table when we don't pray the prayer that he loves. I need you. I need you Holy Spirit in everything. Holy Spirit, you are welcome in my marriage. But pastor, my spouse isn't saved. Two things about that. First of all, you married him. You married her. So don't look at me and tell me it's my fault that this isn't working for you. It works for you even if they're the devil's brother or the devil's daughter. His response, watch this. And you got to hear this because some of you saying, This can't be for me. I'm not that spiritual. I don't want you being spiritual. I want you being real. Amen? I get some people through the years, you know, they're called prayer warriors or whatever they call themselves, prophets, prophetesses, and they come up to me, Pastor, and their face is like contorted, you know, and I'll go, Ew, <laughs> you know. I don't want that. You know, calm down, calm down. You know, a uh, 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 child hurting, you know, falling on the knee and the mom runs and, or the child runs to the mom and the mom doesn't go oh, like that to the child. Oh, what'd you, you know, no, the mom just gives that, that concerned smile and look. And, and even though they're hurting, they know they're okay because mama's there. That's the Holy Spirit. He's a person. He loves you. He's a person of God. Let's all stand. Hallelujah.